Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello! Welcome to the dueling club, I'm Al. And I'm Jen. And you look surprised. No, no, I, I had my mouth open because I was making a weird face to try and get a reaction out of you. Oh. And then I randomly, like, froth. It was like, in my mouth. <laughs> and I didn't even see the weird face. Because I was, was looking like, at other like, stuff. Like, oh, you're weird. Okay. And then it just bubbled. My mouth bubbled. That's weird. So we've know. been gone for a week. Sorry, yeah. guys. The, um, re- the reason we've been gone is because, yay, I have a friend visiting. And I've been ridiculously busy because I'm still working. She's here for two weeks and I was still working this past week and doing things with her afterwards. Yes. So all of my time was called for, you know? Like it it was, somebody had earmarked it. Yes. And you know, I had gone to the wedding the week before, the weekend before, and I had gone to the bridal shower the weekend before that. So literally, no time. So I apologize. It's totally me. I'm so smart. Good job. I remember to mute. What about your phone? One step at a time. (laughs) Okay. But yes, that is what's happening with me. Yes. I have a friend visiting. Yes. Yay. Mutual friend of ours. Yes. And. I said yes a lot. True. We are are recording this on the weekend and this will be out on Monday. But it'll be out the day after her birthday. Happy birthday, Marianne. Happy birthday. And, you know. Tomorrow we have some plans, yes. and we'll talk about those plans after they happen. Because, surprise, for everybody else, she uh, already knows. Uh, Do you want to just say it? Is it they're going to hear this after the fact anyway. Oh, yeah. We're going to the Harry Potter store in New York City. Burr, 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 burr. I was really hoping it'd be in a couple of days. No, that's tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Because it's her birthday. I understand. Okay. I understand as well. But it's kind of like... Well... It's her birthday. We want to make it special. And I understand why you're... I know why you're telling me this. Um, But we need to do what we need to do when we need to do it. You know? Yes. Yes. So there's that. Um, And then I have another wedding in a couple of weeks... I had a friend recently tell me that for claiming that I am an introvert, that I do a lot of extroverted things. And I'm that person who is an introvert who likes people. However, after I do all these things, I need all the time to recuperate. So, so literally, I haven't had time to relax yet so in between when our friend leaves to when the wedding occurs I'm literally going to do nothing I'm going to hermit in my house and not do anything so that I have enough social battery to be able to go and enjoy the wedding I mean otherwise I will not be able to have a good time because I'll be so my energy will be so low I won't really want to communicate with anyone and that's not really what you want especially when you're around your boyfriend's family sure you want to interact and show that you're like 
a homie. Yes. Although I've shown on various occasions yeah, that I'm a homie, but it's it's a wedding. You have to Oh yeah, woohoo. Oh yeah, wedding it up. No, I don't have that energy right now. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I've just been existing. I like it though. Existing is important. <clears throat> yes. Precisely. <laughs> Precisely. Um I don't know, I'm taking an extended leave from work. From the working world? Yeah. Just a little yeah. bit. A little vacation. Um, Call it a staycation. I don't know. I get stressed very easily. Okay. And then it affects my mental health very poorly. Yes. Greatly, actually. Yes. However, I do want to tell you that your hair doesn't look terrible today. It looks good. Yes. I showered. Oh, snap. We're out here looking fresh. Fresh. Little fresh. Fresh fresh, to death. Yes. I don't know um, why we're talking like that, but whatever, it works. Uh, you know. <clears throat> I, I've spent the past week no-lifing a new game that came out. It's called New World, uh, made by Amazon. That one's a weird one to say. The place I just ordered a pack of forks from also developed a game I like. I had to buy new silverware. I bought it from Amazon. Because I wasn't going to go someplace else. I t- I'm telling you, they make it too convenient. This is how they're taking over the world. Yeah. I literally had a discussion with our mother, and I was just like, all my forks are gone. And she's like, it's not my problem. I said, you know what? It is my problem. I'm ordering forks. I ordered forks. Yeah. No, I ordered an entire set for, for eight or six. I don't, I don't know. But um, that is why, to co- to counteract the fact that I bought the, the silverware on Amazon... That's why I posted what I bought from Wickedly Handmade. Small business. They make everything themselves. You know, the stitch markers and the hook. That's why I posted that yesterday. I saw. Because I was like, let's support small. I think I interacted with the post, but I saw it. You liked it. Did I? Okay, good. Yes. It's, It's one of those things. I want to support small businesses, which is also why I'm glad my friend is here. Because we've been going to the local businesses near where I live and supporting them. Awesome. Maybe balance out a little bit of the. I buy a lot of things from Amazon, mm-hmm. and now I'm also supporting small businesses and local businesses when possible. Acceptable. I try. You it's all about thing. balance. Yeah. Sometimes balance I have none. Balance in all things. Yes. Sometimes I, I have none, and I'm super clumsy. It's a, it happens. Listen, no one is expecting to be agile. You're fine. <laughs> My cat Marley. She was on her, her kitty tree, mm-hmm. like the kitty condo, yes. and she was at the very top, Oh no! and she turned around, or tried to turn around, and she fell off. Oh my god. She landed on her feet. She's a cat. It's fine. Poor baby. But she was literally surprised that she fell off. She looked at it like, how dare you do this to me? And it's yes. like, girl, you fell off yourself. Sure. But I wasn't there. I was in the bathroom. <clears throat> And our my friend, our friend Marianne, was in the living room with my boyfriend, and like they saw it happen, and they're like, "Oh, she's so graceful." I'm like, "Hey, listen." She actually fell off. Yeah. So not really graceful, but the landing she stuck with. Yeah, yeah. And they told yeah. me, and I was okay. like, "Oh, yeah, that sounds like her." This this is the kitty who has fallen off the bed, 
because she got comfortable and didn't realize she was on the edge and just plopped over. Super graceful. That almost happened to me the other day, actually. You're a human, though. No, 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 no. Listen, because it was was a series of unfortunate events. So, lactose intolerant. I am lactose intolerant and have acid reflux. I'm assuming. Not diagnosed, but... As I sip on my caramel macchiato. I could have, like, a slice of pizza and feel like there's a hole being burned in my esophagus. So. Well, you're just being weird, then. That's just my life. Yes, you are weird. Moving on. Continue. Anyway, I ordered pizza, as you do. Why do we like the things that hurt us? So people, it's funny, there's a meme about it. It's like people with peanut allergies are just like, no, never can have a PB&J. It'll end my life. I cannot, my throat will, my, my throat, my throat will close. Combine them, trying to yes. save time. Uh, <laughs> anyway, and then people who are lactose intolerant, I will drink this milkshake. <laughs> and I will regret it later. But now we live! <laughs> like. Well, yes, if you, it's the, di- so. I'm here for a good time. Not a so, long time. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so it's one of those things that people who have severe peanut allergies, like it's life threatening. You clearly, even if it's yummy, if you've had it before, even if it's yummy, you know better than to do it because it could lead to, I don't know, death. Mm-hmm. Th- that's not a consequence you want to deal with. Yes. Okay. Probably. People who have, who have, who are lactose intolerant lactose intolerant yes there was a t at the end of that mm-hmm. i promise the second time it's not a severe allergy in the it same just makes you way it just makes it makes you highly uncomfortable yeah so does taste of something outweigh discomfort for people who are lactose intolerant yes for people who have severe anaphylactic responses to nuts, no. True. That's that's how I I'll categorize it. No, you will not die for a milkshake. You might. Okay, there you there. Okay. Because so a nice vanilla milkshake from McDonald's. Tell me why McDonald's makes such a good vanilla milkshake. I don't know. Listen, I'm not writing home about it, but I kind of am. <laughs> You're already home. Mom, listen to me. Milkshake <laughs> from McDonald's. Delicious. <laughs> anyway. I have problems. So. You know who else has problems right now? The people who haven't liked, followed, and subscribed us, to us. Yeah. Like, we, we love you, and we make this for you, and you should like, follow, and subscribe. We're on Facebook. Yeah. Well, duh. I mean, we're taking our friend to the Harry Potter store for her birthday. True. It's it's our thing. However, we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. Join. We love you. We'll we'll give you more stuff. I've been posting a little bit more all over the place. I've been interacting a lot. Yes. I even I've even been putting stuff on our Twitter and our Instagram cuz we have those. Um we're on Podbean. We're hosted on Podbean, but you can listen to us anywhere. True. We actually have most of our listeners come from Spotify. So thank you for listening to us on Spotify. But thank you for listening to us on anywhere like iTunes or Google Play, you know, or CastBox or any of those other podcasting sites. Thanks. 
Thanks. Okay, so before we start Harry Potter, yes, I want you to react to this. We're already 12 minutes in. Okay. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> okay, so it's a trailer for Avatar role-playing game called Avatar Legends. Avatar as in Avatar The Last Airbender. And... So remember how we said we were nerds and like geeks and stuff and yeah. love stuff yeah. like this? I love the animated Avatar Last Airbender series. I yeah, I even really enjoyed Korra, The Korra, Legend of Korra. Korra was fine. People yeah. I don't know, people give it a hard time, but it's Well, I think they I give think it a that, hard time I think the because the order was wrong. Yeah. I think that season one should have been the end. Mm. Because that's when it got like crazy. Like there was a the, the anti avatar. Yeah. yeah. Well, Spoiler, by the way. Sorry if you haven't seen it. It's fine. <laughs> and then, like the 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 uprising with Kuvira should have been the first season. Um, I I think that they did it that way because they didn't know whether or not they were going to get more seasons. I think so. I think wanted like, a huge season one, and then like have people watch and be like, "Yes, okay, you're you're locked in for three more." Yeah. Versus doing one that's kind of lackluster and yeah. then not get the rest. Well, and that's what you want to do on a show. You always want to end on a cliffhanger and like something super crazy so that people will wait several months to get the next season and be like, give or me the year. next stuff. Come on, man. Yeah. But this is a role-playing game for it. It has an actual trailer that has a new opening and stuff. Okay, let's go. It has a voiceover by Iroh. So like... Yeah. We don't own rights to any of this. We're just watching it. Yes. And you can't see it, so you have to go watch it yourself if you hear this. And we'll even give you the link. There you go. Okay. So I'm going to start from a little before. You may want to unmute your volume. You're so smart. Sorry, related. Okay. I think it's called Avatar Legends. I love Katara. The official tabletop role-playing game. Or not tabletop, you know what I mean. The Did they just make ice missiles? Together mm-hmm. by the same that break us apart. Appa! Across eras and generations. They have been the instruments of positive and negative, peace and chaos, both violence and imbalance. Choose no your era. If you lived in the yesteryears of Avatar Roku, the age of Avatar Ang are the days of legends yet to come. The pursuit of balance is not for the Avatar alone, no, or even just the benders of our world. No matter if you were born to master an element or weaponry or technology or perhaps the simple brewing of fine tea. Uncle Iroh. No obstacle can be overcome without a journey to 
to discover one's self. And only a fool travels alone. That's right. We shall walk this path together and find your balance. A great adventure awaits. Ooh. So my question to you is, should I get this? I don't... Mm, yes. <laughs> okay. Gosh darn it. Uh, I love Avatar, though. Yeah. It is, without a doubt, the best cartoon I think ever created. Okay. Fight me. So I have to, I have to give you the quick little um, steps that my mind just took. Mm-hmm. We're watching the thing about Avatar, uh, Avatar Legends, the role-playing game, yes. and I think to myself, wow, we really do like a bunch of different things. And then I thought to myself, you know one of the things we like? Doctor Who. Ooh, I have to tell Alvaro the Doctor Who news. Jodie Whittaker, the thirteenth, mm-hmm. the person yes. who plays the 13th mm-hmm. Doctor, this is going to be her last season coming up. I haven't watched even Peter Capaldi's entire run, so I'm so far behind. Okay, so they're actually talking. Oh, and and Russell T Davies. He's coming back. He's as a coming back as a showrunner. Which no one can argue that <sighs> he was he so much was better the than the showrunner. Period. And maybe just maybe we'll get more episodes of Sherlock. So I doubt anyway. it, but I mean. Anyway, I just want to let you know. And they're talking about, like, even Jodie Whittaker has said herself that she would love to see a woman of color play the Doctor. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so maybe. I mean, the Doctor changes all the time. And maybe this time, and and then maybe this time, the Doctor will be a ginger. We need a ginger. (gasps) Jenny Weasley. No. Bonnie Ray. That's what I meant. So Harry Potter. That's not a person of color, but still, that would be a ginger. Listen, I you know you pick one. I I went with the Harry Potter person because this is a Harry Potter podcast. Well, she should probably start talking about Harry Potter, which is what I just did. Oh True. snap! Okay, so this is episode. Yes, episode. Hold on. Season 5, episode 14, chapter 14, Percy and Padfoot. And this is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. I don't know. I, ch- I think I do it differently. I don't know what happened. Just do your thing. Okay. You do it how you feel is best, okay? Okay. So, last episode, or last chapter, recap real quick. Um, Harry does his detention with Dolores Umbridge, his detentions, because he has a week, and she's literally just the grossest human being ever in life, because her punishment is writing lines, but not just any lines, it's after calling Harry a dirty, disgusting liar, um, makes him write, I must not tell lies, with an enchanted pen that she created, that takes the blood from his body and uses it as ink. 
Well, you make it sound not as bad as if, like, his blood just magically appears. It carves the message. That was my next part. Yeah. It carves the message in the back of his right hand. And it does it so often and so repeatedly that now his hand is a little scarred. Because every night it opens it up. Every night. And what else is what else happened in that chapter? Oh, Ron became the new Gryffindor that was keeper. Like, oh. Did that happen in the chapter? Is it yes, because that's when he had his detentions. No, I thought that's when he was practicing. I don't think he got decided on just then. No, he did. At the end of the chapter. Oh, I think maybe that's right. Yeah. And Angelina's like. He's your friend. Please have some more sessions with him because... He's rough around the edges. He's super duper rough around the edges. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of hate him. And Angelina is channeling Oliver Wood. Yeah. Yeah. He's not dead, but his ghost is left behind. (laughs) Yes. An imprint of his sentiments. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, was brought up again by someone... Where it was like, they asked me when Priori and Cantatum happened and the, the the shadows of the people that Voldemort killed came up. What yes. actually are they? And we don't have a definitive answer. We don't no, know. No, they're imprints. They're, they're basically imprints of them, but they're kind of like sentient imprints. Because they know a little bit. They don't know everything. My thing is that when someone is murdered with Avada Kedavra, that their soul, like like you said, an imprint, it creates that duplicate, it creates that imprint, mm-hmm. which is what is saved by the wand. Because if you remember, wands grow with the Witcher Wizard. Yes. And so that could count as experience. Yeah. I hate the idea of that because it's horrendous. Mm-hmm. But that's what it equates to in my head. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I just got to chill. No, you're okay. So, yeah. that that That's what my explanation was because, like, I think to think that someone's soul, someone, someone who's a victim of murder has their soul, like, sheared off a little bit and then that gets stored in the wand is, like, all, even worse. Well, yes, but we've seen that in comics. With what's her name? The one who has the blade that her husband created. Oh, oh, oh my God! I forget her name right now, but I know you're talking. About yeah, yeah, I forget it too at the moment. But the blade contains spot. the yes, the blade contains the souls of the people that it murders. That it's used it, on. I wasn't saying that something that is impossible or uncommon because yes. it happens in fiction a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't want to think that that's a reality. Imagine all of the people that Voldemort has killed. Mm-hmm. And their 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 reward for trying to stop him is to have part of their soul just ripped off. Oh, Katana. Well, that would make sense. <laughs> and the it, she the she first appeared in 1983. So, and the Harry Potter series was written in the 90s. So, 
I don't think it had any influence on it. No, I don't think so either. But I'm saying we have precedence of it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's possible, but it just like doesn't fit in my head. It doesn't make sense. No, I know. It's it you know why? Because like you said, you would hate to think that a victim would be tied to their their they're punished for dying, basically. Yeah. Like that's not, not what, what you I want to live in. So Yes. So moving on. Yes. Let's get to chapter fourteen, Percy and Padfoot. Um Percy. Why? Anyway. So the next morning, Harry decides that he is going to write to Sirius about Professor Umbridge and his burning scar. So he goes up to the Owlery super early. Um and he decides that he's going to write it there. Well, he writes it in the common room and he's um he writes in what he thinks is clever code saying, "Dear Snuffles, hope you're okay. The first week back here's been terrible. I'm really glad it's the weekend." We've got a new defense against the dark arts teacher, Professor Umbridge. She's nearly as nice as your mum. I'm writing because that thing I wrote to you about last summer happened again last night when I was doing a detention with Umbridge. We're all missing our biggest friend. We hope he'll be back soon. Please write back quickly. Best, Harry. So he reads it over and he's like, I don't think anyone's going to be able to figure anything out from that. So I'm going to send it off. And he goes up to the Owlery. Um, and I want to point out that when he says, she's almost as nice as your mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good indication that she's a trip and a half. Because his mom is the one who's screaming, yeah. scum, filth of my loins, blood traitors, you know, all that wonderfulness. You're so extra today. I really am. It's true, though. Let's pull you from a 10 down to an 8. No. So, she goes... He goes towards the Owlery, and he bumps into Mrs. Norris, and he's like, I'm not doing anything wrong. Even though Mrs. Norris runs away like she's looking for Filch to tell him that something's happening. Um, He gets there... He gets there and he finds Hedwig. He searches for Hedwig. Hedwig's there. He's like, oh, there you are. Come here. I've got a letter for you. And I know it says snuffles on the outside, but it's for Sirius. Okay. And just like that, she flies off. I love that Hedwig is that smart that she's like, okay, I got you, bro. I'm going to go ahead and take this to Sirius. You could say something. I want to say nothing. You're eating. Okay. <laughs> so, as the letter leaves, the Owlery, Owlery door opens You're behind him. You're struggling with Owlery. I know. It's too many... Owlery. Whatever. Owlery. And guess who it is? It's Cho Chang! I don't like Cho Chang. She's alright. Re- okay, so... 
There wasn't enough character development for her. There's no real reason to dislike her. Yes. Like, her ex died. That's Poor why girl. he's the ex. Yeah. They didn't, like, break up because someone cheated on someone or whatever. He died. There is no closure to that. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. Um, but before we get there... <laughs> no, he's already dead. No, I know. He's... But before we talk more about her in that regard... Yes. Let's just talk about why she's there. She forgot it was her mom's birthday. Well... Which makes sense because school had just started. So she's going to send her mom's birthday present out. She's not a bad daughter. Yeah, but we can go off on your tangents, but we can't go off on mine. We can absolutely go on your tangents. But I think there's a moment for it, which is coming up now. Because they start having some some small talk. um, And they talk about, you know, how Quidditch is shaping up. And he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ron is the the new keeper. Oh, the tornado hater? Mm-hmm. And they just keep talking about it. They're, they're doing the whole small talk stuff. And... They have a guest. They end up having a guest. Who is the guest, Al? Our favorite man in the castle. Filch. Ugh. Listen, he lives the most tortured existence. He is a man who wishes he could do magic, can but cannot, in a castle full of children who can, rub it in his face and do mischief with the magic. And he his can never life... manage it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, he lives a tortured life. So Indeed. Is he rude? Yes. Is he kind of awful? Yes. But do I understand? A little bit. Completely. Anyway. Not that I write it off. He should be fired. Yeah. But that would almost that would almost be a nice thing. But Dumbledore's like, you know what? No, you're not fired. You have to work another year. You know what? You're year. getting a raise. Stay here. <laughs> So Filch comes in and he's like, I've had a tip-off that you are intending to place a massive order for dung bombs. Tip-off from who? Why would he order dung bombs? He's friends with the Weasleys. He can just get some gross stuff from them. He could get better than dung bombs. Right? But basically... excuse. Basically, Filch is like, I have my sources, now hand over whatever you're sending. And Harry's like, I can't. I already sent it. Well, let me check. Let me search you. Which, number one, no. Yeah, no. This space is mine. Do not approach. Yeah. And Cho is like, you can't search him. Um, It's gone already. Relax. How do I know? Because I saw him send it. Stink eye. Yes. Which she didn't because it was already gone by the time she got there. Listen. But... Whatever. Are we going to let Filch get his way? No. Never. There we go. So, Filch is mad and he's like, fine, but if I even get as much of a whiff of a dung bomb. And he's like, whatever. And he leaves and Cho's like, did you order dung bombs? It's like, no. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) I mean, it works. 
Listen, if he's ordering dumb, dumb, dung bombs. See, now who's having trouble? You've infected me. Dung bombs. Oh, well. Clean it up if you can, filch. Right? I almost said a bad word. So, <laughs> yes, you did. I heard. So then he goes down to breakfast because it's time. Him and Cho part ways. Um, the parting of the ways. <laughs> the parting of the ways. I love how that's that makes me sad. Yeah. It's the name of the episode when David Tennant regenerates. Oh and also... no! Nope! Nope! Okay. Nope! 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 Because that makes me sad. I don't so want to go. Then it stop. So then at breakfast, they're they're chilling. They're just talking. And well, did you mention that Harry's like super happy because Joe defended him? Oh yeah. Okay. Because he's got a crush and he's been having a crush on her. She kind of has a crush on him too, but like. You know. Yeah, but she had a boyfriend, and he had to watch that. And the boyfriend died. <laughs> Which he also had to watch. I keep bringing it up. What's wrong with me? Which he also had to watch. I have problems. A little bit. Okay. So, while they're having breakfast, the Daily Prophet shows up, as always, and Hermione's reading it thoroughly. The shock gas. As she has been. Oh, no! So, there's a story in the paper. Mm-hmm. That implies that Sirius was spotted in London, and Harry thinks that that's Lucius Malfoy having recognized Sirius as a dog at King's Cross, which... They then have to explain to Ron, because Ron didn't catch oh, yeah. the dogging dog. you yeah. reference. Mm-hmm. Listen, Malfoy's a dog. Yeah. Anyway, no, it's bad, because it wasn't when Harry went to go do uh, his trial, didn't... Um, Kingsley Shacklebolt say that oh we have a good lead that series is in Tibet or something yes. ridiculous like that uh-huh. like that makes his position worse yes because then that goes like what what lead if we have a more reliable lead that says he's in London yeah well again he could have evaporated he could have done anything again I well, I have to believe that there is a range restriction on apparition. There has to Maybe. Be. Maybe. I don't know. Because they mentioned for the World Cup that there's apparition points along the way that travelers can go to to get to the cup. So there has to be. Well, but they also had the location not advertised. So maybe you could apparate to a spot that they said that you knew, and then they said, okay, your next spot to apparate, like they had a notice or something, or like a is such it. and such it's place. Here. Yes. Because you have to have the destination, the determination, and deliberation. deliberation. So if you don't know the destination, you can't get there. I think the, 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 the destination was definitely known. But I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like they knew the whereabout, like the general area, but not the actual area. Either way, I feel like it's just like too big of... There has to be some kind of... Shoot, I would apparate to Paris right now. Right? Right now. The second. No, it didn't work. But you have to take a step forward. You're right. I'm sitting down. We'll try that for later. Not really. Later, later. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, it's also reported that Sturgis Podmore, who we know is in the Order of the Phoenix, who's mentioned, actually Moody mentioned how he was um, shirking his duties and that he would report him Twice. to Dumbledore. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, but it's reported that he was arrested after attempting to break into a sealed door at the Ministry of Magic. Yes. Uh, Hermione agrees that... With at one o'clock in the morning. Yes, that he was probably lured into a trap. Uh, I see it. Yeah. An order member trying to break into the Ministry of Magic for what? Yeah. You know, so, doesn't seem right. Ron is the one. He's like, it could be a frame-up, and they look at him weird, and he's like, no, listen, the Ministry suspects he's one of Dumbledore's lot, so, I don't know, they lured him to the Ministry, and he wasn't trying to get through a door at all. Maybe they've just made something up to get him. That's the part that's a little bit less likely. This is the skewed thing for me that comes in that I think Sirius mentioned um, in either the last book. Okay, anyway. Sorry, I just put up my hood on my hoodie because I'm a little cold, but it's finally hoodie weather outside, and I still hear me. Anyway, the world isn't split between good and bad people. I think Sirius says that in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. The world isn't split between good people and Death Eaters. Like, it's... As far as we know, he could have really been trying to break into the door for whatever reason and, and breaking the law. Maybe he was looking for something for the Order. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we actually do know. Yes, we know. But we're not going to be like, hey guys, this is what it is right now. Well, actually what it was is... No. No. Sorry. Use your brain. Yes. But it is entirely possible <laughs> oh, so that cool. somebody was waiting there for him. Yeah. Because they were keeping an extra well, close eye on him because he's been linked to Dumbledore in the past. Moody did say that he was borrowing his best invisibility cloak, if I recall correctly. Yes. So, brain. Anyway, at Quidditch practice, Slytherins hurl abuse at Harry and also Ron, who is particularly harassed oh yeah so they end up going to practice a little bit on their own before the team practice and when they get to the team practice angelina's like hey don't mind the people who are out there and they get out there and it's the slytherins it's like literally the entire house yes in the and, to and watch their practice. they're literally poking fun at everything at Ron's broom, even though it's new, you know, it's a comet. Comets aren't the best out there, but it'll do the job, you know? You know, if Harry, I don't know. It makes me upset that Harry could have definitely, like, Ron wouldn't have accepted. No, to Mrs. Weasley. Been like... I don't think Mrs. Weasley would have accepted it either. She probably wouldn't have, but the fact that it didn't happen at all... Well, we don't know. Harry's it was like, never mentioned, but he, maybe he did. As far as we know, that's the universe. That is the events. I like to we believe... We can't assume. We can't do in between the lines. I like to believe that he did say something and was like, Hey, Mrs. Weasley, I got you. And she was like, Oh, no, dear, that's your money. I don't know. I feel like Harry should have gotten a fireball. Yes. Imagine if they both have fireballs. But the thing, you know what's really funny? Keeper is the one position that doesn't need the fastest room. Exactly. Because your your hoops are, are a set distance apart. Yeah. But if you play, like, the difference... You're doing pretty well. Just under the middle yeah. hoop. Like, you can get to all of them at the same time. Agreed. So... So, because of it, Ron accidentally... 
passes the quaffle to Katie Bell that it um, super forcefully that it hits her in the face and causes her nose to bleed. So of course Fred and George are like, oh, we have the the uh, nosebleed nougat. So half of it stops nosebleeds. Here you go. They gave her the wrong half. Yep. And the practice ends prematurely because her nose will not stop bleeding. To the point that doesn't she look like deathly pale and like she's going to faint? Because it won't stop. Let me see. Pass it on. I'm looking. I'm looking. Bleeding. Yeah, well, I hope he hasn't peaked too soon. Um, stop, 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 Ron. You're not covering the middle post. And Katie, can't you do something about the nosebleed? It's getting worse. Katie, she said. Uh, Angelina had stopped training just in time. Katie was now chalk white and covered in blood. Yep. Yep. So, after the practice, I think they're in the common room. And there's an owl waiting at the window for one of them with a letter. And it's a letter from Percy to Ron. Wait wait a second. When oh. they go there, mm-hmm. Hermione's like, how, how was practice? And Harry began, it was, and Ron says, completely lousy. And Hermione says, well, it was only your first one. Oh, no. It's bound to take time to, who said it was me who made it lousy? Snapped Ron. <laughs> Gotcha. No one said Hermione, <laughs> looking taken aback. I thought you thought I was bound to be rubbish. No, of course I didn't. Look, you said it was lousy, so I just I'm gonna get started on some homework. And he leaves. Or he yes, he angrily stomps off to the staircase. And she's like, Was was he lousy? No, said Harry loyally, which means yes. <laughs> hey, stop that. and harry's like well i suppose he could have played better but it was only the first training session like you said and it's like she didn't speak out of turn i mean she wasn't supportive she was trying to be supportive but it was not so much Mm -hmm. and he's a teenage boy he's a teenager they emotions run high yes yes um being a teenager what a time that was. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's not talk about it. I'm I'm living my best life now in comparison to what I lived as a teenager. How was my life as a teenager? Like No, my So so here's the thing. My life in general as a teenager was decent, except for, except for some aspects. Like, I went to a rich people, all girl school. Um, and I was not rich. I had a scholarship. Um, and some of the rich girls were not. We're not Very super nice. nice. Yeah. Um, so that made it a little difficult. You went to private Catholic all-girls school. Yeah. In a rich town. 
Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, great teachers, for the most part. Great academics. Wonderful extracurriculars. I had great friends um, outside of school. I had decent friends in school. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I was a teenager and I was dealing with a bunch of emotions. So it was just hard. As you do when you're a teenager? Yes. As you do. So, the, the slight pause there for a sec. Was someone tried to scam me on eBay saying that I didn't send them something that I sold them? Yes. And I was like, and I was like, eBay, please step in because the tracking number says delivered. And eBay was like, you know what? You're right, King. It says delivered. It went to their town. They got it. It's in your favor. And they closed it out. Wahaha. Trying to scam me against what happens. Yeah, I think that everybody wants to. So here's the thing. Does the person live in an apartment building? I'd have to check. Okay. Because what I've noticed. Have you ever. You've never gone to my place. No. You can go whenever you want. It's clean now. It's cool. Like, whatever. Like, it's at an acceptable level for me. Um, You know what? How about this? Yes. A weekend in December. Can I spend a weekend at your place? Yes, we have an extra room. Okay. And I will do that. Okay. So... we can record at your place. Yes. So, listen. So... The way that the the apartment buildings are structured, they're these really nice brick buildings. There's only six apartments per building, but there's a couple of buildings on the street. Mm-hmm. Okay. My my number is, and I'm going to make up a number for the building. The number of the building is five. Okay. Okay. Approximately three hundred feet away is building three. And approximately 300 feet away from that, you know, the end of the building is apartment building one. Do you know how many times we get boxes and packages from for number three and number one just randomly in our vestibule? So somebody always ends up walking them over eventually. But there's been a box sitting there for a week and a half for building three. That I eventually have to walk over. Because nobody else seems to want to. (laughs) Okay. So it is entirely possible that it got delivered, but to the wrong building. And that's on USPS. That has nothing to do with me. USPS, UPS, or FedEx, or Amazon, whatever. Whatever delivery service you use. Like, I sent out what was supposed to be sent out. Yes. No, no, no. And I agree. And um, unfortunately, USPS also is crappy sometimes and will mark things as delivered that never gets delivered. My issue is with FedEx. My issue is with UPS. FedEx for me because they do deliver very well, but there'll be random delays. That's what happens with UPS. They deliver when they deliver when they're on point, they deliver phenomenally well. However, there's too many delays, things get rerouted. How is it that one of my packages that was going through UPS ended up going, because we live in New Jersey, ended up going to a stop, a facility, three towns away from me, and then back to like Tennessee (laughs) the next day. 
I'm like, how is that even possible? That's wonderful. How is that even possible? Like, you were literally right there. Can you just hold it and I'll drive three towns over? I've thought the same, dude. I was like, no, stop. Don't, don't move it yeah. to the distribution center and send it down to, like, Sarasota or something. <laughs> just keep it keep it right in Newark. I'll go grab it. I will I will Uber there and go grab it. I don't care. No, no, but I'm sending it. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, so they're doing their homework, and that's when they get the owl. Yes. Do you want to read the whole thing? I don't have the book right now. Oh, I have it open. So this is the letter that he gets. Ron doesn't read it. He, he, or he does look at it. He reads it, and then he stops and he looks disgusted and then he throws it at Harry and they lean together and they read it together like they lean towards each other dear Ron okay I'm sorry I have to get Percy-fied right now dear Ron I have only just heard from no less a person than than the minister of magic himself who has it from your new teacher professor Umbridge that you have become a Hogwarts prefect. I was most pleasantly surprised when I heard this news and must firstly offer my congratulations. I must admit that I have always been afraid that you would take what we might call the Fred and George route, rather than following in my footsteps. First of all, not his footsteps because wasn't wasn't Bill a prefect and head boy? I'm just saying. Yes, it was. So Harley not was his footsteps. Yeah. Not his footsteps. Try anyway. again, really? Yes. So you can imagine my feelings on hearing you have stopped flouting authority and have decided to shoulder some real responsibility. I'm sorry. Being a prefect at school, at primary, not primary, secondary school, not real responsibility. Moving on. Listen, by the way. Yes. Percy, don't like him. Yeah. I don't think he's wrong. For no. what his opinion is, how right. he acted is how he's acting is wrong. Mm-hmm. Can I just put it out there? Yes. That his owl has the coolest name. Hermes. Yes. I love Hermes. Well, Hermes is the messenger. Yes. So it makes sense that his that owl he is the messenger god. Yes. Yes. So his owl that delays his delays. <laughs> That's Errol. <laughs> my bad. That is rude. But true. Errol is like 50 years old. Yes, but then he needs to be retired. You know what happened when you retire an owl? It lives a nice long life. Moving on. Yeah, no, you have a great dinner. Stop. (laughs) No, it'd be too tough and stringy. I would think. What? How dare you apply logic to this? (laughs) Okay. But I want to give you more than congratulations, Ron. I'm surprised he hasn't said Ronald at all. Anyway, I want to give you some advice, which is why I am sending this at night rather than by the usual morning post. Hopefully you will be able to read this away from prying eyes and avoid awkward questions. I want to finish it. Okay. Well, there's a lot left. I can finish it. Okay. From something the minister let slip when telling me you are now a prefect, I gather that you are still seeing a lot of Harry Potter. 
I must tell you, Ron, that nothing could put you in danger of losing your badge more than continued fraternization. Fraternization. Listen, Ellery. I'll start. With that boy. Yes, I am sure you are surprised to hear this. No doubt you will say that Potter has always been Dumbledore's favorite. But I feel bound to tell you that Dumbledore may not be in charge at Hogwarts much longer, and the people who count have a very different and probably more accurate view of Potter's behavior. That they got from the Daily Prophet, which was written by Rita Skeeter, and full of malarkey, I tell you. I shall say no more here, but if you look at the Daily Prophet tomorrow, you will get a good idea of the way the wind is blowing, and see if you can spot yours truly. Seriously, Ron, you do not want to be tarred with the same brush as Potter. It could be very damaging to your future prospects, and I am talking here about life after school, too. As you must be aware, given that our father escorted him to court, Potter had a disciplinary hearing this summer in front of the whole Wizengamot and did not come out of it looking too good. Actually, he looked at, he came out of it looking perfectly well because they were like, he was an underage kid who was defending himself and his muggle cousin. But okay, because out of the 50, only about a dozen said, oh, he's dangerous. Really? Screw that dozen. He got off on a mere technicality, Which if is you wrong. ask me. And many of the people I've spoken to remain convinced of his guilt. So who are you still speaking to? The the Minister of Magic? Yeah, of course he's convinced of his guilt because he's the one who decided to have the whole Wizengamot listen to a case of underage magic that was used in self-defense. Sorry, I just... Who's actively trying to, to ruin a teenager's future? Yes. <laughs> It may be that you are afraid to sever ties with Potter. I know that he can be unbalanced and, for all I know, violent. But if you have any worries about this or have spotted anything else in Potter's behavior that is troubling you, I urge you to speak to Dolores Umbridge, a really delightful woman who I know will be only too happy to advise you. Delightful woman who's having kids do detentions that are literally scarring them forever? Cool. This leads me to my other bit of advice. As I have hinted above, Dumbledore's regime at Hogwarts may soon be over. Your loyalty, Ron, should not should be not to him, but to the school and the ministry. Your loyalty should never be to a governing body. It should be to the people. The people. I am very sorry to hear that so far Professor Umbridge is encountering very little cooperation from staff as she strives to make those necessary changes within Hogwarts that the Ministry so ardently desires. So the Ministry shouldn't have any say in what happens at Hogwarts because Hogwarts is a private institution. Although she should find this easier from next week, again, see the Prophet tomorrow. I shall say only this. A student who shows himself willing to help Professor Umbridge now may be very well placed for head boyship in a couple of years. Screw that. I am sorry that I was unable to see more of you over the summer. It pains me to criticize our parents. No, it doesn't. But I am afraid I can no longer live under their roof while they remain mixed up with the dangerous crowd around Dumbledore. If you are writing to Mother at any point, you might tell her that a certain Sturgis Podmore, who is a great friend of Dumbledore's, has recently been sent to Azkaban 
for trespass at the ministry. Perhaps that will open their eyes to the kind of petty criminals with whom they are currently rubbing shoulders. Again, we don't know that Sturgis Podmore wasn't set up. Yes. I count myself very lucky to have escaped the stigma of association with such people. The minister really could not be more gracious to me, and I do hope, Ron, that you will not allow family ties to blind you to the misguided nature of our parents' beliefs and actions either. This is why I say that he should have been in Slytherin instead of Gryffindor. I sincerely hope that, in time, they will realize how mistaken they were, and I shall, of course, be ready to accept a full apology when that day comes. <coughs> Please think over what I have said most carefully, particularly the bit about Harry Potter, and congratulations again on becoming prefect. Your brother, Percy. <sighs> I basically <laughs> kept inter interjecting, so everybody knows how I feel about this. I feel like he his view of things is very much skewed by the people he communicates with on a daily basis, which, of course, is the Minister of Magic. And the Minister of Magic has, from the very start, been trying to ruin a teenager's future and also trying to discredit Dumbledore. A wizard, a highly respected wizard, who he himself frequently communicated with for assistance in governing the magical community in the UK. But now all of a sudden is persona non grata because does he doesn't agree with him. I just, I just can't. Why would Ron be afraid of severing ties with Harry Potter? Percy himself has had meals with and shared a freaking bathroom with Harry Potter. Dude, I can't. This is why Harry's just like, bro. Harry looked up at Ron. Well, if you want to, or what is it? He checked Percy's letter. Oh, yeah. Severed ties with me. I swear I won't get violent. <laughs> and Ron is like, give it back. He is the world's biggest git as he's tearing up the letter. Sorry, what did you say? Biggest what? Git. Okay, because it's like a P. I was like, what's a git? I don't know, but I said get. I just didn't enunciate the T. I'm watching you. <laughs> it's okay. Anyway, they, they continue to do their homework because, you know. They have a lot they of They wanted it. to get them before dawn. Seems like, bro. Yeah. And they're, they're finishing up. Well, and Hermione, she typically makes them do everything. Mm-hmm. But now she's like... I'll help you out. I'll help you. Yeah. I'll, I'll look them over and correct them, you know. As long as they're trying. Yeah. So, it's getting later and later. It's now past midnight. And Harry's thinking about all of the stuff. The strange things that are happening. The fact that the Daily Prophet is making, you know, snide allusions to him for months. But now to see it in Percy's writing, it really hurts him. You know, especially since Percy's like, that Dolores Umbridge is a really swell person. And Harry's like, not per what I see on my right hand, bro. But whatever. And then he gets this surge of sympathy for Sirius, 
where he realizes that Sirius is probably the only person who understands how Harry feels right now. Yeah, the world thinks that he is... A dangerous murderer. Yeah. And Harry's probably not far off, to be honest. Yeah. Especially since he's like, and he could be violent. Well, the loose end that people can't ignore, but they seem to, is how did Cedric Diggory die then? What accident could cause the death of a near Without leaving fully any trained marks. wizard? Yeah. Could a fourth year kill a seventh year Hogwarts student with magic? Maybe if unaware, but Cedric wasn't an idiot. Cedric no. wasn't ignorant Cedric of, was of tied, defensive magic. Yeah, and Cedric was tied with Harry in first place. What accident could have occurred that makes sense that Cedric is dead? Again, without any marks, without any pre-existing conditions, like... Don't get me wrong, if someone was like, hey, the boogeyman killed him, I'd be like... The boogeyman named Voldemort? No, 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 just... In, in, oh. it, well, compare it to, like, a real-life situation. Yeah. There's, like, uh... If... If there was, if we were in the Muggle world, yeah, and someone was like, "Oh, hey, this seventeen-year-old was murdered by the boogeyman." Yeah, it, you know, no raised the, eyebrow. Of course, we're blaming the other person who was last with him, but like in the magical world, they can literally just grab his wand, parry and cantonment, and he's exonerated. Why like, did nobody think to do that? That's one of those things that bothers uh, me so much. I actually saw I actually saw a meme in another group that I'm in, another Harry Potter group that I'm in, that was like 1981. Everybody in the order gets Veritas serum. Which one of you is feeding information to Voldemort? Peter says, I am. Over. Lily and James live. Lily and James live. Yeah. And Harry's happy. Well, and remember, Sirius isn't framed for their murder. Remember, there's magic and, like, things you can take beforehand to prepare yourself for Veritas Serum. Yeah, but it was Dumbledore. But to, but to think that he could have been like, had, boop, boop, everybody. But to think that Peter would have had that stuff on hand is unlikely. <sighs> yes, because oh, wait, Voldemort alludes enjoy, to the fact that the he's... TikTok I sent you? About the Marauders. Yes. Okay, so you sent me the one about, I think her name is Chandra. I already follow her. No, I know you do. I know you do. I know you oh, do. yeah. Because the, the Death Droppers. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Guys, like, I'm going to see if I can start sharing these on Facebook and our Instagram. Because she does a phenomenal McGonagall impression. And now they're like, I have to train them on how to dance. Because what if the final battle is a dance battle? I love it. It could be. It could be. Who knows? Listen, don't assume. Don't assume. Because you, then you don't you don't have a sick routine ready, and you're dead. Exactly. We don't want that. So anyway, back to what we were saying. It's getting late. And everything looks fine. And Harry starts looking at the fire. Because he's like, I swear I saw something. I swear I saw something. Yeah, and it happens to be 
Serious Black. Serious Black. So he's been checking every hour to see when the common room is basically empty besides them, worrying that they would end up actually just going to bed without him being able to talk to them. Yeah. And Harry's like, isn't that what was Harry or Hermione? Hermione, but Sirius, that is taking an awful risk. Yes. And Sirius says, Sirius says, you sound like Molly. Well, yeah, but what if someone sees you? Well, you know what? A first year girl may have seen me, but when she turned back, I was gone. So, yeah, so don't worry. We're probably okay. Maybe. Yeah. Eventually. Yes. Our nephew is stomping downstairs. That's cool. Well, he thinks that dancing is just jumping up really high and landing as hard as possible. Sometimes it is. So, they they talk, and he's literally like, well, I'm here to talk to you about the letter you sent. And Harry's like, you didn't say you'd written to Sirius. And Harry's like, I forgot. Which he legit did because he was on cloud nine that he had had a conversation with Cho. But I think he should have remembered to at least say something. But anyway, um, this is where he's like, well, I know it can't be fun when it hurts, but we don't think it's anything to really worry about. And he mentions it kept aching all last year, right? And he's like, yeah. And Dumbledore said it, it happened whenever Voldemort was feeling a powerful emotion. So maybe he was just, I don't know, really angry or something the night that I had detention. Well, and Sirius points out, well, now that he's back, it's bound to hurt more often. Yeah, because now remember, Harry ruined Voldemort's plan to come back unnoticed. Guess what? So now he has to do everything even super more secretively. Guess what? What? You said it was movie only? Hold on. <clears throat> oh, it's right there. <laughs> so he does. I didn't say movie only. I just knew that it was in the movie. Yes. And he says, yes, but the world isn't split into good people and Death Eaters. Sorry about Carl. I know that she's a nasty piece of work, though. You should hear Remus talk about her. Um, Does Lupin know her? No, but she drafted a bit of anti-werewolf legislation two years ago that makes it almost impossible for him to get a job. Yeah. Um, what she got against werewolves? Scared of them, I expect. Apparently she loathes part, part humans. She campaigned to have people rounded up and tagged the last year, too. Imagine wasting your time and energy persecuting people when there are little toe rags like creature on the loose. And then, of course, Hermione's like, Sirius, be nice. Because Ron laughs. Yeah. And and Sirius interrupts her and is like, so what are Umbridge's lessons like? Is she training you all to kill half-breeds? And Harry responds, because Hermione's like a little affronted that she got ignored. And he's like, no, she's not letting us use magic at all. All we do is read the stupid textbook, says Ron. Oh, well, that figures. Our information from inside the ministry is that Fudge doesn't want you trained in combat. And Harry's like, trained in combat? What does he think we're doing here? Forming some sort of wizard army? That's exactly what he thinks you're doing. Or rather, exactly what he's afraid Dumbledore's doing. Forming his own private army with which he will be able to take on the Ministry of Magic. 
Ron says, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, including all the stuff that Luna Lovegood comes up with. So they talk about how she's preventing them from learning what they need to learn because Fudge is afraid that they'll use it against the ministry. (sighs) Which again, doesn't make sense because Fudge himself has asked Dumbledore for help countless times in the past and now all of a sudden Dumbledore is the head of a coup? Can I be honest with you? Yes. Why don't they have Sirius at Hogwarts? You go, that's crazy. I go, why don't they just transfigure his face a little bit? Because human transfiguration is not a thing. It's not supposed to happen. You're only supposed to transfigure because it's more complicated. Okay, it comes up in the next castle. We can use that, I think. So it comes up in the next chapter, actually, Uh where McGonagall talks about transfiguration of living living beings, Mm -hmm. where a snail is easier than anything else because it's an invertebrate, Mm -hmm. invertebrate, invertebrate, whatever. Um, But then they move on to mice and it's a little bit harder because this is a mammal. There's bones and whatever. Yeah. So I would imagine that transfiguring a person a whole person I'm speaking of would be ridiculous. I understand. I'm going to get there in a second. Would be ridiculously difficult even for the best of wizards or witches. Mm-hmm. Um, changing their face. I'm sure there could be a potion that's used. Like, do you want me, do you want me to bring up the example? Spoiler it happens to Ron in the last book. Oh yeah, I agree. Facial However, hair and stuff it, it can make someone look completely different. Throw glass, non-prescription glasses on him. Uh, if he has facial hair, get rid of the facial hair. Uh, change the color of the facial hair of his hair. Change his eye color. He will look a completely different person with like very simple modifications. And no one is going to question staff of Hogwarts like that. Um, they do starting the next chapter. Listen. I think that's... Even I if think... he's just a guest of Dumbledore... Okay, so this is going to tread on spoiler territory. Yes. Um, I think that Dumbledore saw this coming. Yes. And he didn't want to have Sirius in harm's way because he knew that eventually the Ministry would want to get involved at Hogwarts. But there has to be something. Maybe have him be a resident of Hogsmeade so Harry can go see him every time there's a Hogsmeade visit. Yes, but then when, when Umbridge starts asking questions... Why is Harry Potter allowed to go to Hogsmeade more often than everybody else? No, no, just let him go not normally. But at least they can. Harry can use a tunnel out of the castle to go see Sirius, as opposed to Sirius putting himself in danger by put using the flu network to transport his head over to talk to them, or using letters that can be intercepted, which we know happens. Sorry, it's a spoiler for later, but it happens. Well, they've been. Why not they've have been. Him- even if you're, it is a spoiler, they've been hinting at it forever, yeah, yeah. which is why he uses the code, because if somebody did intercept it, then they wouldn't be able to 100% figure out what the heck he's talking Basically. about. Basically. So that's my thing, is like, transfigure Sirius to look different enough and have him be stationed at Hogsmeade. Have him closer so Harry has that kind of safety net, because the second that Harry feels 
uncomfortable or in danger, his first reaction isn't to hit up Dumbledore. It's serious. Well, it isn't to hit up Dumbledore, which we would hope it was, because Dumbledore has basically left him in the dark Well, that's why Harry feels estranged from Dumbledore right now. So he feels that connection with Sirius. Sirius is the the father-like figure. Yes. So Harry should have Sirius closer, and Sirius also wants to be closer to Harry. We saw it in the last book where, dude, my guy went to Hogwarts. He was eating rats in a cave to be close to his godson. Yes. So, I don't know. It makes me frustrato. They, 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 I mean, it makes sense, though, because Sirius may want to, like, ex- want to go out more than being kind of imprisoned in Grimald Place. I don't know. Bad idea. Actually. Maybe. Um. So... So they're just assuming that uh, Sirius is basically just like, oh yeah, Dumbledore is being a douche with his own little private army and they're going to try and arrest him on some trumped up charge sooner or later. Um, So, yeah. So then they're like, hey, do you have any news on Hagrid? Yes. And Sirius says, oh, well, he was supposed to be back by now. No one's sure what happened to him. Um, but Dumbledore's not worried, so don't you three get yourselves in a state. I'm sure Hagrid's fine. And we find out that Madame Maxime was with him, and they've been in touch with her, so they know that somehow they got separated on the journey home, but there's nothing to suggest that he's hurt. Um, you know, obviously nothing to suggest he's perfectly okay, but nothing to suggest he's hurt. And don't go asking too many questions about Hagrid. Yeah. It's basically... It draws more attention to the fact that Hagrid isn't there. Yes. It's basically, calm the hell down. He's fine. He's fine. Don't make a big stink. Let whatever's going to happen, happen. And, oh, Sirius, did you happen to see the Daily Prophet? Oh, that. They're always guessing where I am. They haven't really got a clue. And then he asks about the next Hogsmeade visit. And if there could be some dog action. Yeah. And he's like, yes, but we think this time they may have a clue. Something Malfoy said on the train made us think he knew it was you. And his father was on the platform, Sirius. You know, Lucius Malfoy. So don't come up here. Whatever you do, if Malfoy recognizes you again... And Sirius says, all right, all right, I get the point. Just an idea. Thought you might like to get together. And Harry's like, I would, but I don't want you back in Azkaban. You were less like your father than I thought. The risk would have been what made it fun for James. Look. Well, I'd better get going. I can hear Creature coming down the stairs. I'll write to tell you a time I can make it back into the fire, then shall I? If you can stand to risk it. There was a tiny pop, and the place where Sirius' head had been was flickering flame once more. So I'm going to just jump back to when I mentioned that, like, Sirius was just saying that Dumbledore at some point is going to get arrested because the Ministry really is just trying to, you know, remove him from the picture. Um, 
it's Fudge is so threatened by Dumbledore that he's be- he's becoming delusional, basically. Yes. And I mean, a person in a position of power being delusional is like the last thing that you really want. Um. Anyway, so that's the end. That's the end. Um. And- things are looking very bad. Um. Yeah, and no, no, they're nothing, up for a surprise in the tomorrow's daily. That's problem. what I mean, but it's a it's a surprise that Percy is pleased with. So which, you know it's bad. Exactly. And I'm really tired of Percy already. Like when when they realize what they've done, a I'll be ready for their full apology. A technicality. Harry Potter got off on a technicality. Yes, a technicality. You mean the actual that, subsection of the statute of secrecy? That thirty nine people roundabouts. Yeah. Thought he was safe as a technicality out of 50. Alright, bro, you got me. <laughs> God, I hate Percy. I hate him. Uh, again. Also, also, serious with the low blow. Yeah. On your less like your father than I thought. Harry has aspired to be like that mental image of his dad that he has in his head. Yeah. For forever. And now you're telling him, oh, you messed up. Oh, you're not as good as your dad. You're, you're like, dude, that's so mean. It's it's almost cruel. I understand that he's upset because he can't go outside, but like, it's like can't go outside for a bit, or go outside and get caught in your right back and ask him, or worse. or dead. Yeah. Um, and again, you have to remember that Sirius's memories about James are from when they were teenagers, and like early twenties. James never got the opportunity to grow up and mature fully. So he doesn't know what James would have done in this situation. James was like literally 21 when he died. Yeah. He doesn't know what adult James would have chosen in this situation. James would 100% be like, Padfoot, you're staying in your remote place. Yeah. There's not a chance that you're going to go up to the anywhere near Hogwarts. There's not a chance you're going outside to get caught. Yeah. Period. Doesn't matter how adventurous James was as a teenager. That's because... As an adult going through this again... The the, the thing is, is the worst thing that can happen to them as teenagers is they get detention. Yes. The worst thing that could happen to to Sirius right now is he dies. There's a difference. The stakes are just a wee bit higher. Yeah, a little bit. Anyway, that's that. Yep, that's the end of this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be right back with you soon. You mean in like a week? In a like business a, week. A, uh, yes. <laughs> okay. For us, it's like two minutes. For them, it's like five days. Forever. Four days. Five ever. <laughs> five ever. Yes. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Five ever. Yes. <laughs>